Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chief's Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right! <laughs> and now, from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your hosts, Jay and Bray. All y'all getting y'all chicken wings and your Rotel dip and your nachos and everything ready for your big football party for the the big national holiday coming up tomorrow. We got our football party going on tonight. (laughs) Bringing you 90 minutes to break down the Super Bowl. Actually, the first hour we'll be recapping a couple weeks ago, and then we'll break down the actual big game, the Super Duper Bowl. You know how we do it by now. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast, here with you, live on a Saturday night, February the 10th, 2024, only one sleep until the big day. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Jay has the honors this year of making the last pick because Jay's in the lead, thanks to some shenanigans at the end of the Niners' Lions game a couple weeks ago, and Jay's got the pressure on him. He has to make the right pick or else I will automatically win the season once again. Uh, so it's a different feeling this time. Jay, uh, you got your pick ready. You basically made it a couple weeks ago, and I guess we have to wait to see at the end of the, uh, at the, end of the show if you've actually uh, held on and you're going to stick to that pick. Jay, if you can hear me i don't hear you jay tried to come in at the last five seconds before the show started and as we know that can be a problem so he's not on and we think we know the solution when that happens jay's going to leave and immediately try to reconnect and come back and that should fingers crossed take care of it are you there now yes i am hey there it is i'm here it is i uh so a few things about this year. One, I felt no pressure this time because I haven't had to make the Super Bowl pick in a while, so I've just enjoyed not having to wait, you know, to hear what my fate would be. Uh, so, like, okay, I know who I like, but even if I like them, I can't have them. So that it's nice to just be able to make the pick, right? Win, lose. There's definitely a nice feeling about making the pick. If I make the pick wrong, hey, I made the pick wrong. But it's nice having it that way versus having a pick sort of foisted upon me, um, which has been the last several years. So we'll see if I can come through in in the clutch and and make the pick to win it all. But I I have enjoyed this two weeks of of not thinking about, well, okay, so who's Andre going to pick, and how am I going to justify or how am I going to feel 
about having to take the opposite side. And there have been a few times that you've made the Super Bowl pick, and I really wanted the opposite side, you know. And right. we've had some some wild endings to games and things that looked like they were going my way, and they they've bounced your way. Let's just say that the the the, the streak that you've been on hasn't just been. While it looks dominant in the number, uh, there have been several of these of these games that had to turn very late <laughs> um, for your wins. So, Hello, Malcolm Butler, shout out my hero. Malcolm Butler, uh, you know the 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 Niners blowing it against the Chiefs the first go round. Uh, the mm. Eagles last year up big and then blowing it twenty eight to three. Yeah. So I mean, when you really think about it. Um, that those are some wild finishes, and, and and hey, give you credit, but I mean, to be on the right side of all of those is pretty impressive. Nah, no luck involved. All skill, baby. All, all skill. skill. All, all skill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why I'm just gonna say it's impressive. I was, I'm not gonna say what I'm really feeling, but it's been, it's been, it's been an <laughs> impressive run. I'm hoping to end that run. Uh, yes, I told you two weeks ago that if you did not manage to wrestle the lead away from me, that I was going to take the Chiefs, which is now sort of offset by the fact that the Chiefs are playing the team that I picked to win the Super Bowl in our preseason preview. So that is a delicate, that's a knife's edge (laughs) that I am... (laughs) that I am on right now trying to decide the game is virtually a pick 'em. Uh, it's, it's as close as close can be. I think, what are we one and a half? Is that the number we're going in with? Moved up to two just today. Oh, okay. All right. Well, two is interesting because a push now, yeah. I still win. You do. You got, that's so why you want the lead. That's why you want the lead. So it gives you it gives you the the driver's seat. So we'll wait until the pick portion of the show, so I can go through all the machinations and ups and downs, and leave you really wondering who I'm picking until I finally pick it, because uh, that's the way you usually would do it. You're gonna like you, you totally play it one way and then go take the other team. <laughs> you don't have to imitate me just because I'm no. a, an asshole that tries to play it out to the last second of the show. That's that's my move. That that yeah, but I. I get it. It feels good. So I got to keep you hanging on. And then maybe the pick that I take is not what you would have wanted anyways. So we'll see. I'm sure, Cause I'm sure you have your thoughts about the game and the, the team that had you been in the lead, you would have picked, um, which is always tough because we've had some of these years where you've picked the team that I wanted as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And vice versa throughout all the years that we've been doing this, but yes, uh, you've been on the run here. And I'm, I'm hoping to end this. Um, but if I don't, it's still been a great season for both of us. It would finish us uh, both at 500 or above again. Uh, we haven't had the best playoff run. Uh, I believe if I lose the Super Bowl pick, we will end up with identical playoff records. Um, and we'll end this playoffs right where we started was with, with you with a slight lead. There you go. Yeah, it's it's been oh. a, a very entertaining playoffs, but uh, yes. easy to predict. No, definitely not. Yeah, I believe I'm six and six going into the thirteenth game, and you are five and seven going into the thirteenth game, if I'm correct. It looks to be. Uh, let's see. I got. Uh, yeah. No, I got six wins. Uh, and how many do you have? One, two, three, four. You have. I have six wins, and you have seven. 
Seven. Okay. There we go. So really close. So if I lose the Super Bowl pick, we'll have finished the playoffs with identical records. <laughs> right. Uh, very, very tight season all the way around. It was close even at the end. Our, what was our point differential in the only like two and a half points or 2.3? It was really close. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to get there, but we still have to do our best and worst. And yeah, I didn't hear any bitterness in your voice at all about the way that that Niners-Lions mm. game ended. Um, mm. that, we, we, we alluded to it briefly. You know, it's funny because I have no awards for that. I, I, feel, I have a feeling you might have some thoughts about that. I may have a thought or two about that. You may have a thought or two about my X-Factor, Jameson <laughs> Williams. Uh, had, he, had a, he had a day. Boy, boy howdy. So... That's another, you know, got to get one. Of, every once in a while, you get those. Boy, X-factor, howdy! Every once in a while, you get those X Factor splash wins, and that that felt like one for me. Scored their first and last touchdown. I hope it, I hope anyone listening uh, went crazy on the DFS on Jamison Williams because that was quite the pick. He won me money, by the way. Good. Because I had good. it's I'm funny glad. because I had him in a lineup. In my, I had a five dollar lineup that actually won me twenty bucks. And okay. in that lineup, I got a, I had a zero. I got a goose egg <laughs> out of a player in that lineup. And Jamison Williams did so much at a minimum salary mm-hmm. that that last touchdown jumped me from like nothing all the way up to quadrupling my my money. There you go. That's that's how you want it to work when you when you make an X factor pick. You want them to have that kind of impact. So good good for you. And you put and, uh, and I put my money where my mouth was, right? Yeah, damn right. So, uh, by the way, before we get started, we should briefly uh, say that at the end of last show, at the end of our uh, uh, honors and dishonors show, we told everybody to come back on Sunday morning for our Super Duper yeah. Bowl preview, and we lied. We did. <laughs> we did. I, I, that's my fault. I am taking my son on a little mini uh, son and dad road trip tomorrow morning. And so we're we're sneaking out of town in the morning. I'm taking him to a to a Pokemon card show tomorrow morning. So, and it's like an hour away. So we're gonna go do that and then be back in time for the Super Bowl. So I that's why I'm glad you graciously uh, accepted the offer to do the show tonight. I, and uh, we'll be getting up early tomorrow and and on the road and having having a little father son road trip. Yep, I'm I'm here. I had no uh, no plans, so I was able to uh, to move the show, no real problem. Um, but you know, no, thankfully we don't have any you know live listeners. So, uh, well, anybody who would have been looking for the show, they'll find the podcast version tomorrow morning. It'll it's still the show will still be there tomorrow morning, which is right. Beautiful. But Lou and Lou and Jersey may have been getting all ready for, uh, to call in at ten in the morning tomorrow, and uh, that's true. Give his thoughts, and uh, and we're not there. So sorry about that, Lou. Uh, but anyway, we are here. We are ready to uh, break down and get into the uh, awards that we usually give away uh, during the week, our best and our worst and all that good stuff for uh, Championship Sunday and or uh, the Super Bowl lead up, uh, the, the couple of weeks yeah. that we've had off since uh, Championship Sunday. So we we can take all of that into account if we want. I actually only went off the uh, off the board for like one award uh, away from Championship Sunday. Uh, but we can uh, get into any and all of that that's happened uh, Championship Sunday and since leading all the way up to the big game tomorrow. Uh, so since you uh, since we split last week, as it turned out, um, 
that means you once again get the honor since you had the last winning week uh, to tell us about the best. Uh, so what will be the best to you of Championship Sunday? Yeah. Uh, all, I ca- all I care about is I get the honors on the next show. Uh, <laughs> that's the show that I want to have the honors on because I've had the honors for it feels like 10 out of the last 11 weeks I would much rather have the honors when we do our recap show for the Super Bowl than tonight but it's still my honors I'm not going to say no uh, I do get to go first I, I had an award for best of the week all sewn up and then things went upside down so I couldn't give it anymore and so then I had to flex to my Second, my backup one, I'll explain this later as far as uh, where I was going originally uh, with a different award and and not necessarily a positive award. So my my best of the week, uh, we talked about it a little bit, this group and this coach during the honors and dishonors didn't give any awards, but we definitely gave them some spotlight and especially with, you know, these their teams in the Super Bowl, but I'm giving this to Steve Spagnolo and the Kansas City defense because Who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, they have been as advertised through the entire playoff run here. Uh ten points allowed against that Baltimore Ravens team, one of the if not the top scoring offenses in the league. Uh thirty four points per game. They hold them to ten zero, uh, I believe. Um, what they hold them to in the second half? It was it was it was zero zero in the second half, wasn't it? No, three points in the second. Oh God, three points total scored in the second half of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Chiefs uh, go in up seventeen to seven at halftime, and they just kept the clamps on them. They they timely turnovers, timely sacks, boy uh, stripping guys at the goal line, uh, just getting completely into the heads of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the blitzes, the, the, the everything that they were doing. And with a lot of no-name guys, there's not a lot of big names in this Kansas City defense, but then you just look up at those rankings and you see lots of ones, twos, threes, and fours pretty much up and down the board uh, for where they rank in, in all categories. They get immense amount of pressure, they're great on the back end, they they, they play this sort of bend-don't-break, They'll they, they give up some yards, but they're really good at keeping teams uh, off the scoreboard, and they, they did it again. And, and to, to go through that playoff run, Miami, Buffalo, and uh, Baltimore to get to the Super Bowl, they really ran a gauntlet, and that defense, I think, was the number one reason why. So I'm going to give them all the credit here and say that they were the best of championship weekend. Well, they certainly earned that distinction. Um, I think uh, it's a very – compelling matchup tomorrow uh even though they're not going against each other of both of these two defenses and uh what makes it really crazy is how uh unimpressive the 49ers defense has been in the playoffs so far as compared to the Chiefs defense which has been very impressive but the Niners defense is still top notch it's still one of the best in the league they just have been uh had some slow starts uh, to their two playoff games, but they rallied and did what they needed to do in the second half, which is almost as impressive as what the Chiefs have been doing, uh, holding teams down for in, for entire games. Uh, it, it, it it's kind of harder to almost to come back when you when you give up touchdowns early, like the Niners have done the first couple of playoff games that they played. 
and then come back and clamp it down in the second half. That, that's a, a lot of, you know, mental fortitude that it takes to get up and, okay, we're, we're getting beat and we're getting uh, embarrassed. And uh, we got, we, you know, the, the Lions are doing anything they wanted to, to the Niners last week, uh, a couple weeks ago, rather. Um, and they, they had to get it together or else they were going to get beat. We, we almost saw the Lions versus the Chiefs in this Super Bowl instead of the 49ers, which would have really yeah. been wild. Followed that, followed up by the fact that we almost saw the Packers at the Lions in the championship game. Well, yeah, that too, yeah. Um, but no, the uh, all the flowers to the uh, to the Chiefs' defense. They deserve it. They've been the backbone uh, of that team uh, with the offense uh, falling apart the way it has uh, through most of the year and and uh, kind of having to tighten up and rely on only only a couple of different guys. Uh, as the season went on, because they realized all the rest of their uh, surrounding core is just, you don't want to do anything with them. You don't want to trust them at all. So it's been on the defense uh, to to hold their end of the bargain up for the Chiefs. There's kind of, I don't want to say no way they should be here, but it's really uh, hard to imagine the Chiefs uh, in the Super Bowl a few weeks ago. That was like, uh, you kind of shook your head, like I don't know what what's going to happen in the, in this AFC playoffs. So the Chiefs getting all the way back to the no, I, I can't see that. So they they did it though, and they really got to credit their their defense, uh, probably first and foremost, even over the the great play of Patrick Mahomes for that. Uh, my best of Championship Sunday, I, I may not have said this was the best if the Ravens had beat the Chiefs, but I did love it when it happened. And with hindsight, I think it sent a message and kind of gave Kansas City a, a bit of a mental edge over Baltimore. Before the game, in warm-ups, Travis Kelsey, your boy. Yeah, oh, felt, my, my guy. Your, your favorite uh, tight end. Felt that Baltimore kicker Justin Tucker was in the Chiefs' way during warm-ups. So when yeah. Tucker wouldn't move, Kelsey simply picked up Tucker's helmet and kickstand and just threw it out of the way. Just just picked it up and said, this is our house. We're going to do what we want. Of course, the Ravens had something to say, you know, about it. But that was great to me. It was it was KC owning Baltimore Stadium. The game hadn't even started yet. And the Chiefs were announcing, we're here. Uh, we're the underdogs. And you're the, the one seed. But we don't give a fuck. We're the world champs. And we own this house. And we own whatever we want to own. That's the way to walk in. That's the way to walk into a title game. When you're the underdog, even though you're the champs, you're still the underdog, you're the road team. You just punk the other team uh, yeah. from the moment you get off the bus. Just punk them out. And Baltimore didn't have an answer for it. And I'm not saying it made a huge difference, but I think it symbolized the the sort of mental edge that the Chiefs came in uh, over the Ravens, and they would go on to show their immaturity later on. Uh, but I, that was the best to me. Like, we're here, and you're in our way, and we're not going to be polite about it. We're going to pick up your shit and throw it over there because we don't care if this is your place. This is our house now. We own yep. this house. I am the captain now. I agree. That set the tone. But that's been the Chiefs' sort of MO through the whole playoff run and, and most of the season. It, they're, still the, they're still the champs, right? Yeah. I mean, we said I said this against the Bills. If you want to be the man, you've got to beat the man, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're going. To, I'm just going to keep Look going back sure. to that. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. And they do have, I mean, you think about the psychological edge. You, 
these players have all been through it. The coach has been through it. They they weren't too small for the moment. That making huge plays uh, out of nowhere, you know, getting the ball to Kelsey. Um, and and with, uh, we talked about that consolidated offense, you know, and, and Kelsey having all the catches and Pacheco running hard. I mean, I can, nobody runs harder than him. I mean, he's coming at you anytime he gets right. the ball. You give him a full head of steam, and it's gonna, it, it's hard to get him down in the backfield because he's just gonna, you know, he's kneeing you in the face mask. He's running so hard <laughs> with those high knees, with the way he runs, and they've just really shrunk this offense down and made it very game manageable and, and, and just they convert the third downs. It's very efficient there. You know, there's the old Novocaine offense. You always used to call it when I played you in Madden and they just, <laughs> these suffocate, it's chief with the pillowcase again. I mean, chief with the pillow. They're just doing these long suffocating drives down the field. This is not what we've expected, right? You're, you want the weird geometry that you always talk about and Andy Reed and the razzle dazzle, and they're just doing that, and they're, they're just sort of putting teams to sleep. They're scoring points, and then they're leaning on the team. They're winning such a different way. But the mentality to win that way is you've got to be a little bit of a, of a bully. And they were definitely bullying the Ravens around. They had the mental edge in the game against the Ravens and against the Bills, right? Because, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Bills come up small, and, the, and they and they had the Dolphins beat before the Dolphins even took the field. <laughs> they had the Dolphins beat before Miami left the airport. Before they left yeah. Miami, they were like, oh, no. Yeah, we as soon as those go guys back, got oh, off no. the plane and saw their breath, it was, oh, well, game <laughs> over. Can we go back on the plane? Can we leave my, now? My, my body is in Kansas City, but my <laughs> mind and my heart are in Cancun right now. <laughs> yes. Do we have to play? Can we just leave? Um <laughs> No, they the, the Chiefs are definitely being bullies. Uh, that that's how you do it. You come in and you yeah. declare this is our. House. They play like the home team, and the Ravens play it like is. the scared road team. Um, and they and also think, they've also played like a Super Bowl winner, defending champ, who was the underdog. Now, yeah, they play like they've been there before. And they were the dog against the Bills. They were the dog against the Ravens. And they get to go into the Super Bowl, no matter what the Niners tell you. Because the Whiners have been whining. I mean, the Niners, the Whiners, the Whiners. (laughs) uh, The Niners have been whining. That was a little Freudian slip. Yeah, definitely. Everything that you've heard this week from the, the Niners has been whining. And it's just, you don't hear that from the Chiefs. The Chiefs are very... Oh, you know, those guys, are, they're doing the Belichick way, you know, just complimenting the other team. They're not trying to give anybody any billboard material. And then you got the 49ers crying about everything all week. And We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, it's been a very interesting, semi, somewhat boring lead up to the Super Bowl, which I like, um, which I'll talk about later. Um <laughs> But overall, you, you can really see the contrast in this run-up to the Super Bowl between the team that's there for the, what, fourth time now? Right. Versus this iteration of the Niners, which is kind of lucky to be there the way they've played through the playoffs so far. Even though they're the one seed and the Chiefs are a three. Even though they're the one seed and the favorite, mm-hmm. they don't sound like the favorite when you listen to them talk. No. Well, that, that's maybe part of uh, what plays into you, to, to your pick later. So we'll, we'll find yeah, maybe out. That's how they, if they, maybe that's how they jack themselves up. Or trying Maybe. to play the chess game and trying to get into the refs' heads. I, I don't know. We'll see. 
Uh, so your worst of championships. Uh, this one's easy. It was it's it was the Ravens' mental breakdowns. It, I'm not going to tap this to the coaching. The coaching I thought was fine. The game plan was fine, but the, the players on the field coming up small in the moment, letting the Chiefs go to them into stupid penalties. Uh, you know, uh, we get unnecessary roughness calls. We get that taunting call with Zay, which you, I knew it as soon as it happened. You, you strike the ball and you stand over the guy. That's taunting. Knocks them back. That drive ends up ending a couple plays later with the strip at the half-yard line on when, when Flowers is diving into the end zone to make that a game. Just nothing going their way. I thought the Niners, not the Niners, I thought the Ravens, I'm sorry, had a great game plan, especially in the second half. They were moving the ball up and down the field, but they just, those players, they let the Chiefs get under their skin. And the Chiefs weren't dirty. I mean, they, they walked right up to the line, but they never went across the line. They never did anything overtly dirty, but they knew they were in their heads. And, you know, it's always the second guy who pushes or punches who gets the flag and the, and the, and the Niners and all the way and the Niners, I can say Niners, the Chiefs, all the way back to what you talked about with the Justin Tucker incident. Took they took that onto the field too, and it really made the Ravens melt down mentally. And that to me was the worst of the week. Watching a team that was the number one in their conference was blowing out great teams all year long, and they didn't look ready for the moment. No, they absolutely didn't. Um, at the uh, uh, at the service of not. Uh, completely repeating things. I'll just say that that's my dumbest of the week. So I'll just go oh. on. Don't, 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 okay. don't, 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 don't. Yeah, the the Ravens totally lost their cool. Kansas City punched them in the mouth uh, with the early scores, uh, and Baltimore didn't know uh, how to handle it. They got two different flags on the KC two minute drill at the end of the first half uh, for blows yep. to the head. Two, yeah, two 15-yarders. They did dog-walk them. And then Zay Flowers basically threw away any hope they had in the second half of oh, of, of making that comeback. Uh, with the, the dumb taunt you already talked about, uh, taking Baltimore out of the red zone. The great catch puts them in the red zone, and then the taunt takes them right back out of the red zone. Yep. Then he had another catch to put them right back in the red zone. Then, uh, but the season-saving play by Legereus Sneed, snacking the ball away from, from Flowers uh, after getting taunted by Flowers. Um, as he uh, as he dove for the end zone, Snead knocks it out, your favorite play, knocking it through the uh, through the end zone, through the back of the end zone for the touchback. It, you uh, know, just it, a, it, in that context, for some reason, it didn't bother me. Really? That felt more earned to me than a guy diving for the pylon and then the ball just, just losing it outright. This, this that was like hard hitting football. Like like he like Darius Sneed, they earned that. They defended their goal. Right? So even though I say it's the dumbest rule in football, that's one of the times it actually didn't bother me. And I it was gonna it was losing me the pick. So trust me, I was aware it was happening, but I wasn't like, Oh man, here we go again, dumbest rule in football because they earned that. It was a fantastic football play, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh you know, and six inches from the goal flowers. line, he, he knocked it no right reason. out. He had no reason to be diving for the end zone with the ball <laughs> no. extended there. No, so if he would have dove of... with the ball tucked in his gut, you know what? He's still flying into the end zone, and that's a touchdown. Right. So that's just um, some, he... that's a young player not knowing 
the situation. That that's the low AWR again. Yeah, that's part of the dumbness, part of the dumb Ravens yeah. play. And uh, even if he gets stopped, his, his, if his body gets hit, but the ball is tucked in and he's down, that means you still have the ball at the six inch line. And from there, I'm sure Lamar would have just uh, pushed it over the goal line. Yeah, yeah. The only uh, thing you couldn't do in that spot, he did. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing you can't do is get it get it knocked out. Uh, Flowers uh, cut his own hand, slamming it on the bench. Just frustration, yep. stupidity. Jadevian Clowney gets a flag for helmet to helmet. Uh, you, you can tell the Ravens couldn't believe that they were losing, right? You could tell that they were kind of looking at each other. I can't believe we're losing this game. I can't believe we're the one seed and we're we're we can't score. We can't move the ball. We uh, yeah. when we do move the ball, we get it knocked out of the damn hands. You could tell that they couldn't believe that they were in that spot. Uh, Lamar had forever on third uh, at one point and just kept rolling and rolled into a sack. Like he wasn't even aware of what was going on and, and around that, him. And that last interception that he threw, yeah. uh, when they still had a chance, he throws forced that pick into triple coverage. Completely forced. Somebody needs to point this out to Lamar Jackson, hopefully on the game film, that if there's three dudes on one guy, chances are pretty good somebody <laughs> else was open. So, yeah, he was tired and frustrated. He's forcing it. Uh, Deion Bush with the uh, interception to pick it off. Very immature outing all around by the Baltimore Ravens as a team. Uh, and, unfortunately, we have a saying on this show that goes back many years for when the Ravens <laughs> play like that. Couldn't be anything other than that's so Raven. Yeah. Uh, what was so your I didn't worst do my week? worst. Even worse than the Ravens collapse, because that was bad. That was bad. I, I had already wrote that this out. Even worse than the Ravens got before I knew that that was your worst. Even worse than that, the Lions collapse was the worst of the week to me. Because oh, that was atrocious. That was oh, bad. My goodness. They were pantsing the 49ers defense. They were doing anything they wanted. They had three touchdowns, all rushing. They were just running right down their throats, a couple hundred yards on the ground almost. Uh, and then they just fell in on themselves. They just completely collapsed and caved in on themselves. The the fourth and two dropped pass by Josh Reynolds, which sort of kicked it all off, mm-hmm. uh, which was, you know, stepped one of three of meathead coach going for it when he could have just kicked the field goal and maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. Maybe we'd be talking about Lions in the Super Bowl, like I said. Uh, but that started it. Uh, the Brandon Ayuk play, which leads – to a touchdown to get San Fran within seven. Uh, immediately, Jameer Gibbs fumbles, and, and Christian McCaffrey takes that possession and ties it up. The The ball is rolling. The momentum is there with the Niners. There's nothing the Lions can do. Another drop by Reynolds, a punt that took a perfect high bounce, but they step in the end zone before downing. It's just everything you can yeah. imagine. The Lions were doing it wrong. Niners uh, take the lead and don't look back after that just a complete liquefying on the field by the Detroit Lions. Twitter had Lions going to Lion trending that night, which is just terrible. Uh, yeah. I was, I was, I don't know why, but I guess I was surprised they fell so hard. Like they, they fell in and they fell hard and they were actually falling hard enough to be losing by the spread. Even like they were up 24 to seven and fell so hard that they were getting the, the point spread covered against them until that miraculous touchdown. But that was the worst to me. It was watching the Lions just completely piss all over themselves uh, in front of God in the world. It, it was it was yeah. terrible to watch. 
I, I thought I had it in the cakewalk, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for three quarters, I'm like, I got this. I got my, I got exactly what I wanted after losing the first pick against you. I'm like, okay, you, you give you the credit. You decided you were going to go for it and get try to get the lead. You didn't have to, but you tried it. And I was like, wow, awesome. And, and you were like, for three quarters, no chance were you going to even split with me to getting the lead, having it sewn up <laughs> to then just get that snatched away at the last second. Um, yeah, we don't, we're going to end up doubling up a lot here. So your worst <laughs> yeah. was my letdown. And, and specifically oh, okay. it was more of the game within the game that was my letdown. Cause I have another award for this game. obviously, cause we have yeah. only two games to talk about, but w- w- I'm going to go to the aspect of my letdown, which was that lion's offensive line was absolutely just blowing the Niners off the ball for two and a half full quarters, right? That through halftime and into the third quarter, you were watching the Lions running game, whether they were running inside or outside. I mean, the the push that they were getting against this great 49ers defense, they were three, four yards into the 49ers territory, on their side of the line of scrimmage, on every running, and it was just something to watch, and then something just snapped, which is something I'll talk about it with another award of mine. <laughs> um, and they completely got away from it. And we talk about these tight sphincter teams, right? We were the Bills uh, who were running the ball effectively in their in one of their games, and now you had the the, the Lions and and, and the nine, the Niners started getting close, and then well. The panic sets in, and now you start to see the difference between the coaching and the experience, and and, and it just sort of starts creeping, and then it becomes a train wreck, and all these little weird things that happen, they all just add up, and the next thing you know, oh my god, we're tied, and we were just ahead of these guys by 17 points, and poof, it's gone, and, and everything changed, and but what was really a letdown, which was originally going to be my best of the week, was that Lions offensive line. Yeah. Because they were absolutely – not a line that you – talk. we don't talk a lot about the greatness of the Lions offensive line, and they were making the Niners look like chumps for most of that game. And there's numbers to back it up. We'll, we'll talk about later um, what they were able to accomplish and then just completely got away from and still were able to manage what they accomplished in just under three quarters against that San Francisco defense before everything evaporated to dust um, was pretty amazing. And I, and that to me, I was like, I'm watching one of the best, you know, I'm watching one of the best line on line games I've seen in a long time. Uh, Even the the booth, even Greg Olson was starting to talk about the push that he he noticed it, of course, after I noticed it, but that's okay. Of course. Uh, I was there first Um, Mm -hmm. because I was just marveling like, wow, I'm just watching this every play, even even on those small runs where they were only getting four or five yards, where they, you know, everything was going forward until everything just stopped happening for them. And that was really a letdown because we were watching something incredible and then then we weren't. making the Niners look like they were being coached by Dan Quinn. It was amazing. And we don't talk about the Lions uh, 
running uh, because we don't we don't really watch that much Lions football. They don't get a whole. They didn't get a whole lot of national games. They got more this year than right. they ever have. But well, but Montgomery and, and Gibbs were both quality, and, and obviously the turning point I think was the Gibbs fumble because then I think some confidence went with that. Too. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the number five run team in, in football. The, the Lions yeah. uh, d- did a lot of things very well. Uh, the one thing they did terrible that everybody always cited them on was was pass coverage. But they did a whole lot of other things really good, and that's why they were mm-hmm. in the spot they were in. And running the football is something they did very well that probably should have got a lot more respect and recognition uh, uh, than it did. But no, Panay Sewell and those guys, uh, yeah, they can they can maul, and they were absolutely rolling and mauling uh, for like you said for three quarters against the Niners, and then then they weren't. It was, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so your worst was the Lions gonna lion. Lions gonna lion. Oh, what, what a collapse! Uh, uh, yeah, the Niners were the beneficiaries of playing two inexperienced teams, shall we say. Hmm. I, I, I believe that's a very good call. Uh, so what was the smartest to you of championship weekend? Can I can I still give the smartest of the week to somebody that lost? Sure. It's your award. I'm going, you do what you want. I, I am going back to back here. I, it's, you know, I gave my smartest of the week the previous game with Baltimore and Houston to all those halftime adjustments that the Ravens made at halftime that allowed them to just completely annihilate the the Texans in the second half. I'm going to tell you what, the Ravens did it again, hmm. but they were undermined by the players on the field because they came <laughs> out in the second half. They had the game plan. They moved the ball with ease against that Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense came up with timely plays, and then you had the Ravens making bonehead plays with the with the defensive penalties, with the taunting, with the drops, with the picks, with with, with the fumbling at the goal. They were everything that they needed to do in the second half. They that they had changed from the first. They were more aggressive through the air. Uh, you really saw a change. Like the Ravens in the second half looked really good. And they only were able to come away with three points. So that while, yeah, well, that doesn't sound very smart. You you could see the change, but the players were just not able mentally to sort of overcome the Chiefs. But I could definitely like we we, we talk a lot about these teams that do not make the adjustment and they don't learn from their mistakes. And what the Ravens were doing in the first half, they figured out what was wrong I and mean, they shut the. For the, for the Chiefs, they shut them out in the second half, Baltimore. They gave that team, the coaches, every opportunity to win that game. And the players just didn't come through for them. But there's a reason why that that is such a good franchise that's always there, always in the mix, always in the playoff hunt. And that's because they are one of the best teams organizationally and coaching-wise and they, they laid it all out there. They had the plan, and the players just couldn't execute. But I'm still giving that coaching staff my smartest of the week. That's a very good distinction. The uh, the Ravens coaches did not lose that game. They did not. And they're right. We, we, we call out coaches when we think coaches cost people the game. Absolutely. Right? The Ravens coaching did not cost them this game. That was not coaching. <laughs> no. 
There were no balls of Staley or idiotic decision-making. It was players coming up small, even though they had the right script. It definitely came up small uh, in, in a lot of situations, over and over again, amazingly. Uh, so that's a very good call. My smartest of the week, Brock Purdy got the fear of God put into him by that lucky-ass throw that bounced off the defender's head. Oh, my God. And uh, they do not make that com- that, that comeback, the 49ers, uh, without that play, which got a, a different award for me, which I'll talk about later. Uh, which maybe that but, should have been a pick? <laughs> that was off the def- literally off the defender's face mask. Good God. Uh, caught by Brandon Ayuk. Well, you um, know, a ladybug, a ladybug caused that. Oh, oh, okay, sure. Did you miss that? This Brandon Ayuk said he saw a lucky ladybug, yeah. and that's what the, the God then allowed him to make that play. I, I did hear it, and I well, forgot that, about it two seconds after he said it. Well, it was so, but doesn't ridiculous. that mean that God made the guy from the Lions bounce the ball <laughs> off his face too, or was that the devil? I, I always get this mixed up with God and the devil. It means God hates that other guy. It's something God, that happened. God wants the Niners to win. Did yes. God have? Did God have? You know, money, money line on the. <laughs> I don't know. God makes everything happen, so he must have hated the Lions and loved the Niners for reasons only he knows. I just want. I just want somebody to get up there and blame the devil when they lose. Sometimes <laughs> just point down. Man. And be like, Man, devil, that's on you. That's on you. Damn you, Satan. That's just Satan. That's just the devil coming to get us, man. <laughs> we'll be better next year. We just got to pray harder. That's all it takes. Man, we got. We need more God because they had God on their side and we did not. That's right. I mean, but every team has a, a chaplain and prayer circles and all that. So I don't. I, uh, maybe it's the most number of prayers uh, t- tallied up over the year. That's who wins <laughs> these games. I don't know. Only God has that score. It was the ladybug. Uh huh. God and the ladybugs. Uh, anyway, Brock Purdy is my smartest of uh, Championship Sunday because that play put the fear of God in him, and I don't think the, the Niners make that comeback without that play because Brock Purdy was going to lose that game for the Niners trying to be the hero. He was trying to do a Josh Allen, basically, and, and just do whatever he can to play Superman and throw the team back into contention. And that play, uh, like you said, should have been an interception. Everyone knows that should have been an interception. When you throw it five yards beyond your intended receiver – off the defense for a catch. That clearly should have been not an the way you draw it up. That's not. I don't believe any uh, Kyle Shanahan's game plans has the ball bouncing off the defender's helmet. I don't think that's any <laughs> of his plays. Purdy never did fling another long one after that. So he, he pulled a Rodgers basically, and he quit going long because he was afraid of making another mistake. He didn't want any any part of that. And instead, he extended drives with his legs, which he didn't do during the season. Um, And he let his supporting Cavs win the game. And I think that was the smartest of the week because that's what helped the Niners turn it around. He was going to blow that comeback and lose it, even though the Lions were lionsing all over themselves. He was going to play project and and try to be the hero and throw up all these dumb deep balls and and wind up getting intercepted. And and, uh, that made him stop that. You could see the change in his decision-making as soon as that play happened. From that point on, he was like, nope, not doing that again. He, you could see him the, the mental process play out when he would drop back and have some time in the pocket later on in that game and think about going deep and just say, uh, no, not going to do it. Not, not going to 
this thing uh, in jeopardy again. And he, he pulled it down and started taking off running and surprising yep. everybody by doing that. And uh, Brock Purdy definitely uh, was the, the smartest to me uh, of Championship Sunday for not trying to play the hero after that particular play. I, I could, yeah, I, I could see that because he was for a second week in a row uh, trying to lose the game for the first three quarters. Yes, and, and not play, not playing very good football. So, um, I, I yeah, interesting take, but I could see what you're saying. Late, what, he was smart when it counted, is what you're saying. Uh, he got scared into being smart, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he stuck his hand in the fire and got burnt and was like, oh, I'm not sticking my nope. hand in the fire anymore. Not going to do that again. <laughs> okay. Uh, There's an old is. saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. He didn't get fooled again. That's it. Oh, man. Ah, my dumbest of the week. Uh, yes. Stupidest of the week. Uh, I, I, I hate to do this. I'm, I'm giving it to your guy, Dan Campbell. I'm sorry. No! It, you looked like you didn't know how to coach in the playoffs. You, you know, they pass up the field goal that would have put them up 27-7 instead. They go for it. There's a drop. Momentum shift. Niners go down, and we know what happened after that. They pass up another field goal later mm-hmm. that could have potentially, you know, I believe tied that back up. And then, even though it benefited me, they call, and this might not be on Campbell, this might be on Ben Johnson, but the running play that they called to burn one of their timeouts at the end during the comeback uh, wastes a whole lot of time when they still could have kept all three of their timeouts. They call this uh, running play, expecting, I guess, to catch the Niners napping. They don't. They don't get the ball into the end zone. They they keep not kicking this field goal that they would have needed that would have put them down seven, which I'm so glad they didn't do. Mm-hmm. But um, from a strategic standpoint, they should have kicked that field goal way sooner, right? They They could have saved a whole lot of time. Instead, they end up burning a field goal. They only have two timeouts now, which makes it almost 100% irrelevant. They have to go onside. They can't play defense. They 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 saved my pick here, but but that that's that's me just being selfish. From a smart standpoint, they were doing a whole lot of things at the end of that game, giving that game away, passing up points, leaving points on the field, and then being strategically dumb at the end of the game, calling that running play when they could have gone and just kept throwing it and scored that touchdown, and then still had the three timeouts if they didn't get the onside kick and with a chance to get the ball back. And, and, and I don't know what the lions were doing, but they just, I, I think the Niners, like again, they took advantage of a team that was playing in their first NFC championship in ages and, and a coaching staff that's young and a team that's young and team that's full of rookies and the rookies are making mistakes and everybody just, like the drawers got tight, right? The sphincters got tight and uh, it showed, but my dumbest of the week is going to be all the points and time left on the field, Campbell and Ben Johnson and that uh, Lions offense. 
you know, you don't know what the Lions were doing, and that's a good reason for that. It's because the Lions didn't know what the Lions were doing. <laughs> right. They they lost. They they panicked. The Ravens panicked. The Bills panicked. We we watched a whole lot of teams panic in the playoffs. We did. Uh, not so much great football as much as other teams just liquefying themselves in front of everybody watching. Right. Where the, the more experienced teams just waited for the other team to, to shit the bet. Yes. Uh, so Dan Campbell and the, the field goal gates and, and all of the controversies yeah. surrounding that and everybody knowing what the, the right strategies and the situations should have been uh, that he didn't take advantage of in, in yep. those moments. Um, so all of that. There's some balls of Staley, man. That's what yeah, it was. All, all of that was my letdown. Uh, for the oh, week. okay. Yeah, the the meathead coach didn't want the field goal down two scores, and, and that choice cost me to pick uh, because he decides oh. to, yeah. Yeah, it, it cost you the pick, but I'm still admitting it was dumb. I, ben- yeah. I benefited. I'm the Niners. I benefited from their stupidity. The, 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 their stupidity was allowed them to cover the spread and, and get more points on the board, which right, but kinda... leave themselves no chance of winning the game. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, crazy catch by Jamison Williams. Incredible catch uh, to take the cover back My after guy. the Niners had rallied and, and covered. Uh, but on fourth down with a minute left. They should have kicked a field goal. What are you doing? <laughs> I never went for it. Should have never done it. That field goal a yeah. minute before. Yes, he passed up the field goal twice. Once when the Lions were down three and could have tied it. So then, uh, then that one. So my, my this is my coach of the year. That's my guy. And we keep giving him stupidest of the week. We I did <laughs> it a couple take times. The good with you the just bad, did right? it. You, you admitted it when you gave him the Coach of the Year award. Let's defend Dan Campbell for a moment, that he is a master motivator. And he gets Incredible. more out of that team than I think even anybody thought possible. And he got them farther than anybody thought possible. But he, he needs him. You know, remember how Herm Edwards had the, the clock coach? Right. <laughs> they had to, Dan Campbell needs somebody, like a little devil on his shoulder or something, telling him, like, you, you don't have to go for it all the time. We, we, you're going up, tw- you know, let, 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 let's just keep the piling on the points here. Or, hey, let's tie the game. Or we should kick that field goal, leave ourselves a minute and a half with all three timeouts. Uh, but I understand that the mentality that got them there is the same mentality that got them sent home. He's Mike McCarthy. He needs a game management coach. <sighs> yeah, because that was uh, – they they needed a whole lot of that in that fourth quarter. So by my coach of the year, he stayed aggressive to the end. He stayed true to himself. You, you got to give it to him for that. But that last one to set up a tremendous catch by Williams that that's the reason you lead. So that that's my letdown. <laughs> I mean, if you if I end up winning my pick for the Super Bowl, we will point to that, right? That's it. Especially that was, that if I take the team that you won. Right. Uh, I mean, we were talking around it as if you haven't already made the pick, but anyway. I have made the pick. I have not wavered on this pick. (laughs) I know you have. Because you hear a lot during the two Mm -hmm. weeks. Oh, man, man. No, no, I heard it, but I was like, I'm still not changing my mind. (laughs) All right, we're we're dancing around the picks. Um, I don't think either one of us did our surprise yet. Uh, 
I'm going to give this one. This one's a really simple one. This is I'm, I am I am the one who's surprised that I have not been annoyed this last two weeks. <laughs> it, it, I'm I'm shocked that I am as like happy going into this Super Bowl as as I've as I've ever been versus what I would have expected was my like my, my my two weeks of hell with the Taylor Swift and Travis. Cut. No, it hasn't. It hasn't been that bad. It's actually been a fairly dull run up to the Super Bowl, which I love. But that to me is a huge surprise. Okay. Hey, runner, what runner, happened? Runner runner up surprise to uh, Ben Johnson staying with the Lions, which I also admired. <laughs> yeah, that's that definitely surprised me too. Yeah. No, it's uh, I, I thought he was gone after last year, and he came back. Yeah. Uh, to just to get out with the Lions and give it one more try. And then after all of that, I thought he definitely would be gone after. I, I, what else can he do? What, I, I don't think he has anything left right. to prove. Uh, let, let me I, give you some advice, uh, Mr. Johnson. If you are determined to stay until the Lions go all the way and win the title, you may never uh, leave Detroit. Well, maybe. Sometimes, just because you're a great coordinator doesn't mean you're going to be a great head coach. Sure. However, I think every coordinator pretty much aspires. You know, almost. No, I get that. Never... I mean, Dan Quinn got another job. Good lord, <laughs> new guy. God, you never hear of a coordinator turning down opportunities. It's very rare. Like pretty much all right. of them want to be a, a head coach at some point. So, oh, good for him. Uh, I, I guess uh, only he <laughs> knows his motivation. I, I don't. Wow. I don't know what uh, what the motivation is. What surprised you? Uh, I'll go off the field for this one. Um, so during the uh, week leading up to the uh, to the Super Bowl, of course, there's all the press conferences uh, for the coaches and yep. the players, and then the commissioner always has a press conference as well. Uh, Fidel Goodell, the NFL commissioner, uh, this year decided that uh, he got sick of real journalists posing real questions during the Super Bowl week press conference. So this year he made it invite only. That's one of the most cowardly moves I've ever seen. Like wow. you, if you're going to do that, just don't have a fucking press conference. Just sit at home and and stick your middle finger up to everybody and say, I don't have to do yeah, anything. Just, I'm the commissioner. Put out a press release then. Right. Don't say a word if, you, if you're going to do that. Uh, he still got a couple tough questions that he had to jump around, but mostly he got the softballs he was looking for. I was surprised that he did that because he's he's got a new deal. He's got the – Whatever contract he's there for life, as long as he wants to be, he's locked in as commissioner. As long as he wishes to do it, what, what's he scared of? What? Why, why would you want to sit there uh, and take softball questions? What are you afraid of? You know, um, I don't know how much you've heard about what's going on right now in, in WWE uh, with Vince McMahon. To do that, this nothing, year was just nothing good. <laughs> nothing good is right. Uh, to do that was just odd to me by, by Goodell. In WWE, they're not answering questions about the legacy of perversion and harassment and rape that uh, a lawsuit against Vince McMahon has ex- exposed, uh, which wound up resulting in McMahon stepping down for good finally from WWE a couple weeks ago. Uh, so they have something to hide, and they're not answering anything. That's completely understandable. What's the NFL hiding? What are you doing? Like, it, yeah, you know. It just—it's just a really, really bad look. Um, 
and it's really thin skin to, to sit there and, and just pick out your special friends uh, to ask you questions during Super Bowl week. That, that, I was surprised he did that because he doesn't have to. Do well, is well, again, what what is he? What news is coming out of that, anyways? Yeah, no uh, one's nothing. really asking no. anything that hard hitting. Yeah, and can we can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact with all these awards and everything that we talked about through Championship Weekend that we did we have not, and I don't think we're going to talk about the refs for one week. Wasn't that nice? Is there something about the refs we're supposed to talk about? There was no game last week. No, 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 no. I meant two weeks ago for championship week. We're not talking about ref shenanigans. No, we definitely are not. The refs had nothing to do with all of that. The breath of fresh air. (laughs) (laughs) Just for that, we're going to have a whole lot of ref shenanigans tomorrow. Oh, you know it. (laughs) Just because you said that. Uh, Did you do your letdown already? I did. Yeah, that you did. Lions O line was my letdown. Yep. Okay. Not that they were the letdown. They were not the letdown. They were not the letdown. Them were yeah, the abandonment of that line right. by again our dumbest of the week coach and, and that <laughs> offensive coordinator, uh getting away from that running game when they could have just mauled the Niners. It's not like the Niners suddenly just bucked up, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're gonna stop yeah, no. No, no. The the the, the Lions were the ones who wilted versus the Niners stepping up. So it's time for Joe. Struggling. I got to pick on Zay Flowers. Uh, Not (laughs) a good week for one uh, Zay Flowers uh, on or off the field. Uh, He gets the taunting penalty on the huge bomb. That's a big momentum breaker. That drive then ends with him fumbling the ball at the half yard line and kills the drive. Then he's like, he said, he punches the bench cause he loses it and, uh, and hurts his hand. And apparently he wasn't done punching because <laughs> he ends up having to, uh, there's footage of this, of him and his ex-girlfriend and his current girlfriend getting into a scuffle. And one of them throws a punch, I believe, it was the ex they're trying to say who threw a punch at the current girlfriend first, and Dave Flowers then just tackles her. Yeah. Uh, not a good look. Uh, I get it that there's punches being thrown, and you know, and, but well, you want to talk about going from, you know, being one of the reasons why your team melted down in the championship game to the most recent thing we get to see of you is Grady's cell phone footage. Of you, nice tackle though, good form. Uh, <laughs> tackling your your ex um, in a, in a, at a football game uh, in the stands, uh, not not a good week. Zay Flowers, you are struggling. Not his best week. He better not have his, good form. He's a football player. He better have very good tackling good form. form. I mean, for a wide receiver, man. Wow. Yeah, but look at what he's tackling. You don't have to have well, a. No, you I, know. I get it, but it looked good. He put, he put her down quick. It doesn't have to be Ray Rice, you know. You don't have to have the, have the knockout blow. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a I can't in feel good getting tackled onto onto bleachers either. Uh, no, I'm sure that was. Uh, I'm sure she has so some, some bumps and There's 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 talk that there may be charges filed and it's being looked into. But yeah, not a not a good two week run here for the struggling Zay Flowers. No, well, it was not. Uh, but I I. I don't know if it's more struggling or not, but yeah, I got a different struggling, and it's got to be uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Vildor, Kindel Vildor. 
Kendo Vildor. Oh, because that's kind of the game to me. Like again, yeah. Brock Purdy got scared that's like hell over. after Even he if did it's that. Right, it, it, was, it was a huge play, uh, but it should have been intercepted, and it should have yes. gave the ball back to to the Lions and and let them continue to do what they're supposed to do. If the meathead coach would have figured that out. Uh, but it was right in the middle of all the, the, the liquefying by the Lions, uh, that, that the big bomb to, to, uh, to Brandon Ayuk, which bounces off of Kendall Vildor's head. Luckiest yeah. bomb ever, 51 yards. Um, and Purdy horrible stuck it to horrible. horrible. Five yards Jimmy over G. everyone's Jimmy head. Jimmy G overthrow right there. Ooh, ooh. You invoke that name. Ooh. Uh, so down 14 at that point when that happens, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much game over. When you pull, you yep. pull that in, uh, the the Lions, you know, should have been thanking their lucky stars to, to get that gift and, and taking the ball and sat on it from from that point. And again, it should be the Lions and the Chiefs in the in the uh, in the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, that that would be that would I put him as struggling because that would haunt me like. <laughs> Until next season started, I would be having yeah. nightmares every night about that catch. Or that catch that should have been a, an interception. Yeah. Through your hands, off your face mask. into Hey, give give Ayuk credit for being Johnny on the spot, right? Uh, sure. And playing that all the way through and making the diving catch. Um, but, yeah, you could run that play 100 times and never get that result again. Un- unbelievable. So. Yeah. That was so unbelievable. That's <laughs> one of my two Danielles of the week. <laughs> that, that, that does fit a, a, a Danielle, so that, that's a good call. That was... I hit the button. It just didn't want to go. The, the, the ball bouncing off of Kendo Vildor's head and right into the arms of, of Brandon Ayuk. And, yeah, what, what else could you say other than what? <laughs> what, what, what? And then in the first game, the Lamar yeah. Jackson passed to himself. Which is my Danielle, so yeah, go ahead. Well, there you go. Uh no, I, I you you that's yours, so I'll let you have that one. Uh, again, I hit the button and it's uh our board doesn't want to cooperate. She'll tonight. she'll jump in at any moment. Yeah, now, exactly. So. It'll it'll play t- uh, ten minutes from now. Alright. Um Yeah, uh this goofy as hell. Uh <laughs> Chiefs uh, safety Justin Reed on Inside the NFL actually said that he said, what the hell just happened? Uh, so I, I had to to, to give right. that the uh, the Danielle, if I, or I could have gave it a surprise, too. What the hell just happened there? Uh, he said he saw a rush of purple fly by him, and he was like, what the hell was that? What was uh, <laughs> that flash of purple was Lamar Jackson. Second quarter, he gets a pass deflected in the air by Justin Reed who thinks he's going to dive underneath the ball for a tip drill INT, except Lamar comes flying out of nowhere to not only catch the tip ball, but sprint forward for a 13-yard completion to himself. Lamar to Lamar, from Lamar. That, that was uh, that was fucking incredible. And it was almost the greatest athletic play of all time because Lamar had open field. If they didn't trick yeah, him got up after like that, shoes. he, he would have left. Sho- yeah, he got, somebody got him by a shoelace. Yeah, that's an 82-yard touchdown to himself. That would have if been. They don't trip him up. That that and, and who knows if that changes the game, right? Yeah, so that's early in the game. Yes, and you get that kind of momentum pop. Second quarter. That was that yeah. would have been an unbelievable ball. That would have been one of the, the greatest air, plays Lamar of all Jackson 
head like talk about a heady play, streaks yeah. out, grabs the ball, no hey, knows the rules, right? He knows he can that's a live ball. He can as soon as it gets tipped, he can go get it. He goes and gets it. Yeah, he came a shoelace away from a miracle touchdown on that play. That, to the that, house. that oh. could have broken the back of the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think even the great Patrick Mahomes can come back from that. That place would have ignited. Yes. That would have been an 82 yard That would now be be best of the week and who, you know, (laughs) all all these other things. But instead, it's a footnote. And it was was a crazy play. But when I saw it happen, I knew it was like, oh, man, wow. (laughs) So then my wife's like, can that happen? I said, did you know that Brett Favre's first ever career completion was to himself? And then, so so here I am dropping. you know, useless football trivia knowledge to my wife. Uh, it's a footnote uh, the, for the Ravens game, but that's why we have awards, because we recognize it. Correct. We gave the award to Lamar, even though it's just a footnote. Um, so we, we definitely have to point that out. It's definitely both of our WTF. So, yeah. Which could have been so much better had he not just gotten very so slightly tackled by mm. a, 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 one of the DBs who just kind of came out and just – barely touched him on the foot and threw him off balance and he ended up going down. So no, that was the last guy pretty much on that play too. Yep. Uh, so there we go. Our uh, best and worst and stupidest and dumbest and all that good stuff from championship Sunday and now getting ready for the big game tomorrow, super duper bowl 58. The, the, the big Purdy love story as uh, as I've decided to dub it. Uh, but it's one of one of them is going to happen. Either uh, Purdy is going to be the man, or the big love story in the middle of the field that you've been dreading all this time. Uh, so uh. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to hear what your actual official pick and, and thoughts about all of this is. Uh, you've waited for us uh, to make our Super Bowl predictions and observations, and you can wait another couple minutes while we give you our plugs. You are listening live to in much less detail the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com, slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me, and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. 
Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the expressed written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. All right, the setup for our personal handicapping contest goes like this. The big game tomorrow worth eight points. I am within eight points of Jay, therefore I can still win. Jay has 117 points, I have 114.3. So whoever makes the correct pick tomorrow wins the championship. Unless, of course, there is an even point spread for the uh, for the game, in which case whoever's in the lead will win the championship because there won't be any points awarded to either one of us. Uh, so with all of that, we'll get right to the game that you've been waiting for. Super Bowl 58, Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers, rematch of a Super Bowl from four years ago where, of course, the Niners famously had a 10-point lead before blowing it in the fourth quarter and losing to the Chiefs. Uh, For this one, the Chiefs and Niners both come in now with 14 wins on the year. Chiefs' big 9-2 record on the road. Niners' very impressive 7-2 record on the road, but uh, the Chiefs have been the road warriors, uh, particularly in the playoffs, these last two big victories to make it to the championship here in uh, Las Vegas tomorrow. Uh, but the Chiefs do have a couple of major injuries that they've uh, encountered along the way. Edge rusher Charles Amenahu is out. He's got a, he messed up his knee. Um, and we talked about Joe Thune, the uh, offensive lineman who messed up his pec. They thought he might have a chance to come, come back for the Super Bowl, but he will also uh, miss this game. He missed the AFC title game against Baltimore as well. Uh, the spread has been a very interesting topic of conversation these last couple of weeks because, as we remember, it opened as soon as the conference title games were over uh, a couple of weekends ago with San Fran basically as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on where you look, and then immediately all this money came in on the Chiefs and bumped it down to one, one-and-a-half. It's been hovering at one-and-a-half everywhere that I saw all week, and then just today, um, I started seeing it bump up to where it is right now. So as of this moment on BetMGM, it is the Chiefs as two-point underdogs against the 49ers. Jay, for all the marbles, who you got? This is fun, isn't it? Uh, it's the Super Bowl. I mean, we can't we, – we, I love it. I get to pick – this just has been – it's been a long time. I, I just feel – I could lose this season. I'm just happy that, you know, I'm competitive. Um, you're just Saturday. You're just happy to be I here. I am. Man. No, I really. I was funny when you were. I was listening to the plugs. I kept thinking, like, well, what am I going to say? Yeah, I feel like just Saturday, man. This is so <laughs> great because here I am. I've got the Chiefs, the team I told you two weeks ago that you better, like, <laughs> you better beat me because I'm taking the Chiefs if you can't beat me and get the lead. Versus the team that I said was going to win the Super Bowl before the season started. So. Wow, that that is uh, those are two things that complete odds with each other, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. So I've got to pick one of them. Do I stick with my original feeling from the, before the season started that the Niners were on a mission? They were going to avenge that loss in that uh, the Eagles game because they didn't have their quarterback, and if they would have had Brock Purdy, that that was their excuse, right? That that was the thing. If we had only had Brock Purdy, we would have beaten the Eagles, and we should have gone to the Super Bowl, and it's just because we didn't have a quarterback or because our organization was too stupid to carry quarterbacks 
in, in a game like that, that we're not now in the Super Bowl, so we're going to get back and we're going to go all the way. And I had them going all the way through and winning the Super Bowl versus the Chiefs with this damn Taylor Swift thing that just won't die and has had me so flustered and frustrated about it that you know I was, I was, I was just like, can't beat them, join them. I'm just going to pick them. And then last week I was like, the Ravens, come on, guys, you've got to do this because if you don't do this, if you don't do this, there is no other outcome than the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, right? It, you, it, they they went through the Dolphins and the Bills and the Ravens, right? They went through a much tougher road to hoe than the team that they're about to play. And I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm not even going to make you wait. I told you two weeks ago I was taking them. Why would I change? I get the points. They're a Super Bowl defending champion team with a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame tight end, and one of the best defenses in the league that hasn't been touched up for more than 20 points all of but once this season against a team in the Niners that has been wildly unimpressive in their two wins, taking advantage of two, you know, lesser talented, younger teams prone to mistakes, Jordan Love, Jared Goff, Balls bouncing off of dudes' faces, uh, coaches that are losing their minds, going for it when they shouldn't, doing the balls of Staley thing. Against a quarterback in Brock Purdy, six, six turnover-worthy throws in his two playoff games so far. Against a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, who just does not throw playoff interceptions, especially of late and has really, everything has simplified, consolidated, going up against Brock Purdy, who threw at least three or four balls against the Packers that should have been picked, and and they were just dropped, and then doubling that number, or adding to that number against the Lions, the ball off of Vildor's face mask, that should have been picked. Um, the, The Niners ground defense, their rushing defense, just absolutely getting torched, 136 yards on the ground against Green Bay, 182 on the ground against the Lions in really less than three quarters of work because the Lions completely got away from the running game after the Jameer Gibbs fumble. Yep. Taking the coaching. I'm looking at all the edges, right? The the edges at the skill positions really is the big one for me for for the Niners. Like, that's their big edge. They have the you know, running back who got MVP votes. They have Ayuk. They have Debo. They have all these weapons. They can use all these things. But I'm now thinking, like, I'm not so much worried about the Purdy versus Mahomes. I'm thinking Andy Reid versus Kyle Sh- no, This This is a mismatch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is an uneven meeting of the minds because we have seen Kyle Shanahan in big games, right? In the big game, we have seen – not ready for the spot. He was as big of a factor in that 28 to three Super Bowl loss for the Falcons as anybody else was. He had more to as much, if not anybody to do that, than even Dan Quinn with some of those like crazy play calls, you know, getting conservative when they should have been aggressive, getting aggressive when they should have been conservative. Um, and, and barely hanging on and really getting lucky. I think in both of those two previous playoff games where, the Chiefs beat already, I think, the Chiefs beat the two best teams that they needed to beat. And I don't think they're going to be afraid of these guys. Even if they get down early, we know that the Chiefs can 
They can come back. They can make plays. Mahomes can extend with his legs. I think it's going to be close. Niners win by one or two. I still win. But I'm going to go ahead and say Chiefs win this one. I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere in the 23-19 range here. All right. And I do not want to forget to mention Brock Purdy is not just playing against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. He is also playing against State Farm, Pfizer, Nike, Adidas, DirecTV, Bud Light, Dick Sporting Goods, Head and Shoulders, and the list goes on and on and on. Because every time you see a commercial for those places during the Super Bowl tomorrow, all of those are endorsed and paying money to Kansas City Chiefs. That they are. Uh, you're, you're the champ, champs, and you keep winning rings. Uh, you Correct. deserve all the uh, all the endorsements. So uh, it's all about the money. And you said there might be rep shenanigans, and you might be right. <laughs> and if I'm I, I gonna, was and, and, kind of joking about that, hopefully there aren't but, any. But if there are, we know which way they're going. Yeah. If there are, they're definitely not. Gonna... I'm taking that side. <laughs> and they're not favoring the the 49ers. That's that's for sure. Um, yeah, I, you mentioned the week of, of run up and and the, of hype and how uh, sort of limited it was. It wasn't as obnoxious and crazy as you feared it might it, be. It could have been really bad, and it wasn't. It wasn't. I think a big part of that is is uh, our, our girl Swift isn't around. She actually has a job. She's uh, sure. in concert. She's <laughs> yeah. People forget about that. Uh, well, no, no one's forgetting tonight because it's the most tracked airplane flight in the world uh, in the history of mankind. That she's got some concert in in Asia and is oh is God. flying back from from that to make the Super Bowl. And is she everybody Santa knows Claus? About she is. <laughs> she, uh, NORAD is all over uh, that, that that flight, <laughs> and everybody is tracking it. Um, yeah, we got that. We got Mahomes. Uh, getting the Kermit voice question during the press conference. We got Purdy being compared to Lee Harvey Oswald. Which I thought was funny because I actually noticed that similarity a few weeks ago, but I was like, I'm not saying anything about that. But yeah, he he actually kind of does look like him. Just saying. He kind of does. I'm not going to even pretend like it ever crossed my mind before it was brought up. But once it was brought up, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, sure. Very odd question. So basically, there wasn't anything of, of import to uh, to no. worry about or talk about during uh, the Super Bowl run up. So yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty tame and uh, not not a whole lot going on. Uh, the funniest thing probably that I heard all week was just how much Vegas is gouging prices for this first ever Super Bowl there in, in yeah. Vegas. Like everything is jacked up. I, I should have thought about that or, or anticipated it when I when I realized that that's the first Super Bowl that they're. Uh, that they ever have. They probably do that for all sorts of conventions and other things that come to town that just jack everything up. But I'm just going off of our very limited experience in Las Vegas, the the, the three days that we spent out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and just how cheap and, and you can get anything you want in Vegas for a very low amount of money because uh, they want you to, to stay there and spend your money gambling. They don't want you to waste it on good stuff. So it, it's just hilarious to imagine the cheap, disgusting uh, disease-ridden buffets that we were encountering uh, in Vegas, that those are like $100 this week because the Super Bowl happens to be there. Like, Yeah, because Super Bowl. That's <laughs> because it. Because Super Bowl. <laughs> Hashtag because Super Bowl. Um, 
Uh, yeah, you, uh, you you made your pick. You said Kansas City a couple of weeks ago. You're you're being a man of your word, uh, and you're I sticking am. to that. So I congratulations. Can't lose because I if if I lose the season to you, I still get my preseason pick. So I'm still a genius. You're a genius either way. I can't lose. Um, so I, I'm going to say that right off the bat, I got this as a one score game, but we both have it as a one score game. So neither one of us see somebody just, you know, being a blowout, uh, one way or another. We both have it as, yeah, a, as, a, I, as a competitive both teams, game. Both teams have proven they can come back. So I think even if one team gets up, it, it's going to be really hard for somebody to, to blow the doors off of the other. Right. Uh, we we got ten minutes left, so I want to uh, take a, a person that decided that they wanted to uh, call in before I give my pick, and it's somebody we haven't heard from in a long, long time. So I'm happy to to bring a former it's not uh, Sebastian, regular guest. Is it? Uh, no, good lord, absolutely not. It's Naj in Atlanta. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? Uh, no, man, cool. How you guys doing? Doing great. Uh, almost over. I I, I put you indeed, through, but. Indeed. I, I didn't know if you actually had anything you wanted to add if you were just listening in. Uh, no, I was just listening in. I, I'm catching the tail end of the show. I wanted to see right. if you guys kind of land on this because uh, this is a weird Super Bowl for one. But I, I guess the only thing I wanted to give you guys was we are experiencing the reverse Tom Brady. What do I mean by that? When Tom Brady walked into the NFL, he played on teams that were defensively uh, structured sound and special teams that were winning Super Bowls by a field goal. And then later on, he got Randy Moss and those guys, and he became, you know, high-scoring GOAT guy that we know Tom Brady is. Patrick Mahomes, reverse Brady, walks in with Tyreek and Kelsey and all the weapons, and he puts up crazy numbers. And now guess what? He's playing on a defensive-oriented team to where they're just trying to run clock, score when they can, and win games in the old Brady way. So I just want people to think about that before they make their picks or their decisions on this. Just remember what you're watching. Uh, this is not your uh, your younger cousin's Kansas City Chiefs. No, no, no. This is a different Kansas City Chiefs thing, and this is really interesting. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going CMC MVP, San Fran, slow game, give me 17-13. Ugly, slow defensive game. So I just wanted to drop ugly. that on y'all, my ridiculous prediction, which is probably <laughs> not going to be true, but I'm betting on the prop bet, so it is what it is. All right. <laughs> you love the under, obviously. Uh, all right, good stuff. Oh, nice. no, brother. <laughs> All right, I'll put you back on mute. Thanks a lot, man. Hi, man. Naj in Atlanta. He's absolutely right about that comparison. Uh, no, it's great. great. I love it. <laughs> That's, I just, I, I I really just have it going the other way. <laughs> right. I never thought of it that way, but, yeah, uh, Mahomes is, is, was the high-flying early on, and now we yep. got the uh, the defensive-oriented Chiefs trying to sort of uh, uh, Belichick their way to a title. Uh, no, and, he's, and he's I, dead on about it. That. Imagine the change for Mahomes in that offense. Imagine the change for Andy Reid, who was doing things sure. against his inner nature, right? Mm-hmm. But he's doing what it takes to win games, and, it, and he's putting himself in that goat coach pantheon right now. 
And if he pulls this off, uh, again, with those playoff games on the road for the first time ever and gets yeah. it all the way to the championship, yeah. Uh, and I already said, I said a few weeks ago, if they actually win a championship with that receiving court, put them in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Just, just put them all in the Hall of Fame right now. Just get right, Kelsey just, and Mahomes. Just put them in the Hall of Fame. Just have the ceremony right there on the field after you give them the, the Lombardi. Uh, so – Give me a round to my pick. I uh, So I got San Fran as far as our uh, pick is concerned. Right. You have to have the Niners, but the question is, is that who you wanted? The question is, how do I actually see the game playing out for real? Uh, and how I see it playing out, like I said, I started out by saying, I see it as a one-score game like you. I see it as uh, somewhat low-scoring, not as low as Naj was saying, but I do also love the uh, the under, which is, I believe, 47 and a half right now. Uh, the Niners must pressure – Kansas City's offensive line, or else Pat Mahomes will pick them apart, even though uh, his weapons are a lot lesser than they used to be. He's throwing the two guys. He's throwing the two dudes. My uh, my feel is at some point it has to catch up to Kansas City, and I've said this on the show, so it shouldn't come as a surprise, yeah. that, that that wide receiver core is not just average by eyesight, but metrically bad. Like just what you're seeing on the field, what you're seeing on paper, uh, most drops in the league, uh, they're, they're just not good. They're not I gave very them, good. I all. gave them my least valuable player award. <laughs> it has to – they have to pay for that. At some point, they have to pay for that. At some point, <laughs> Mahomes will be forced to try to make plays with Marquez, yeah. Valdez, Scantling, or Mecole Hardman, and they will let him down again. They did it earlier in the season, and they tried to scale that offense back as much as they could so that those guys couldn't – burn them again but eventually at some point the Niners defense is pretty good too it may not necessarily be on the level of the Chiefs but they're despite these first two playoff games there they actually have a pretty good defense and they know that Mahomes is throwing to two guys and they're going to cover up those two guys uh as best they can and they're going to make Patrick Mahomes beat them with somebody else Rock Purdy is not playing football on Patrick Mahomes level that's obvious but He's Kyle Shanahan's pet project game manager. All he has to do is get the ball to one of his insanely talented targets. And we've talked about Debo, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey, hell. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk and Jawan Jennings are better than any of those chief options outside of Kelsey and Rasheed Wright. We know these two teams played in the Super Bowl four years ago. There's some turnover in the two rosters uh, that every team has. But it's undeniable that the biggest player move on Kansas City since that Super Bowl is losing Tyreek Hill. And it's also undeniable that the biggest player move on San Francisco since that Super Bowl is gaining Christian McCaffrey. And you're telling me a team that was up 10 in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl. And now the only reason the chiefs are able to come back and win that Super Bowl is because they had Tyreek Hill because Patrick Mahomes looked up and said, wait a minute, I have the speediest receiver in the league. I should use him. Uh, you're telling me that team now is going to not be able to take advantage of adding Christian McCaffrey and take advantage of the fact that no matter what, no matter how great Patrick Mahomes is, he can't go to Tyreek Hill. That That's just not an option this time. You're telling me the Niners are going to find a way to blow that too? I mean, they might, uh, but I don't see it. Tyreek ain't there. That change in talent will make the difference. San Fran can run CMC to hold this lead and burn clock. Uh, and Mahomes won't be able to lead this comeback. So I got the Niners to roll. Uh, Naj actually called it uh, CMC for MVP. 
Uh, if you can, wherever you can get it, it's around plus 400. I actually already put money on it at plus 395. I'm playing wow. that. I got the Niners uh, 24 to 16. And I don't think uh, as much as, as uh, Shanahan loves his pet project game manager, I don't think he's going to rely on Brock Purdy to win this game for him. He's going to rely on Christian McCaffrey uh, to control the clock and, and run it out. And I think the Niners are going to run for about 200 yards on the Chiefs. Well, it's going to be fun. I hope they just. I, I, I hope we're both right. I just want the Niners to win by two. <laughs> Who's your X factor? My X factor is uh, you remember the uh, the press conference, uh, the the Super Bowl press conference, where they asked George Kittle about your uh, his opinion of the. Uh, Chiefs offensive line, and he's like, uh, yeah, they hold a lot. I don't, yeah. They asked Kittle. I don't think they asked. It was that Kittle or Chris Jones they asked. They asked somebody about it, and like, they hold a lot. It wasn't Kittle. It wasn't Kittle. It was somebody that they asked about, yeah. and their response was, yeah, they, they hold a lot. Yeah, they're, they're talking to the refs. Uh, but nobody holds more than the right tackle, Jawan Taylor. Your boy. Holds. Our guy. Nobody had more holes than Taylor. He had 19 penalties overall, by far the most of any offensive lineman in football, the clear uh, weak link on that offensive line. And if they get around to exploiting him, it's going to be a very long day for Patrick Mahomes. Well, I'm going with uh, Chiefs backup defensive end Malik Herring, who's taken over for Charles Omenihu. Somebody's going to have to get pressure on Brock Purdy, who is not named Chris Jones or George Karlaftis. They both split up ten and a half sacks during the regular season. Omenu, who's going to be a big injury. Sometimes these Super Bowls, these Super Bowls have a weird way of guys getting sacks or or picks that you just never expect, and you never hear from them again afterwards, right? Um, That's right. You know, look for you know if they if they have to double team Chris Jones, then somebody else is going to have to get that pressure. I do expect the Chiefs to get a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy, force him into some mistakes um, in this moment. You know, I know he's the pet project and they want him to game manage. If they can force the Niners into some third and longs, uh, they will be unleashing the beasts on, on Brock Purdy. Um, not will not be a good look for him. I, I expect some mistakes. Six, six turnover worthy throws already mm. in the playoffs. That's, that's a big number. I promise you, Shanahan, and he were That's in the lab for, for two weeks trying to clean that up. I, that is hard to clean up, though. Cause it, that it's, is hard, to... it's hard to clean up, but I yeah. got confidence. I, I think Shanahan knows about 28-3. to 3. I think he knows about the 10-point lead against the Chiefs, and I think he knows his legacy is kind of on the line here. Like, how many bites at the apple are you going to get? So I, I don't think he's going to uh, waste this, this time. I, I think he really knows that – Purdy uh, needs to clean things up, and I think they've been working on that for these two weeks. Well, you know, our one loyal listener just sent me a text of two. Naj, thank you. Um, Wow. Our one loyal listener, my mother, said she's in a blowout. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. She's all over the, 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 the Tay-Tay train. Uh, Yeah, she said she's in a blowout, and she can't stand them. So that's even uh, – so for most of the – we're into the after show now, right? Uh, for most of the last couple of we- weeks, I was watching the money. Like, you want to watch that velocity, right? Where's the money going? Excuse me. And it had been at 50-50, 51-49. It has surged to 60-40 Chiefs, which was so strange that that line moved off the one and a half and back up to two. I wasn't aware of that, 
but what I'm uh, uh what I'm aware of is have, still having cable TV and watching all the shows and overwhelmingly it, it feels like anyway overwhelmingly everyone was picking Chiefs to win. So for for a different reason but yeah the exact same astonishment that you have that apparently the smart, the smart money is starting to come in on the 49ers and pushing that spread back up to two. Yeah. So, so very strange. Um, I'm okay. I, I like that. It's an even number because like I said, a push still helps me um, in a perfect, in a perfect world, this would be a Niners one or two point win, which, which we do not see out of the realm of possibilities. Right. I should have just lied and said it was still one and a half, but yeah. We could <laughs> we could easily see 23-21-2019. Um, you know, Naj said 17-13, not too not too big of a stretch to make that 17-16. We could have missed extra point shenanigans. There's all sorts of things that can keep this game under a field goal, um, which to me would be a dream come true. Uh, I do not relish taking the Chiefs. I feel like I've gone to the dark side here. Um, but even if I lose, so what? I'm still a genius if I lose because I had the Niners win the Super Bowl and I could just say, ah, I had it all along. Uh, and for those of you shopping, um, I'm looking at different sports books. Uh, the, the, I'm looking at the three that I uh, pr- primarily use. And they're all three are uh, – no, that's not true. Um, two of them are giving minus uh, – San Fran minus two. And this uh, Bentley um, – that I'm never heard of it. Yeah, it's it's a newer one. Um okay. is still doing minus one and a half. Um but the uh, the other two I was looking at uh BetMGM and DraftKings. Uh DraftKings has uh minus two, but they're making that the uh the more uh lucrative financially. They're making that uh minus one oh five, but they're making the ch- uh Chiefs plus two, they're making that minus one fifteen. So that's another oh. way that they sort of play with the with the spread and with the numbers. Oh, okay. You can, you can still you can still get the Chiefs plus two, but it's going to cost you a little, just a little more juice, uh, which is usually the precursor to them uh, possibly moving the spread back to to one and a half. So right, you're trying uh, to you're trying to discourage some of that movement and then get that line to move the other way. Mm-hmm. So it's not uh, too universally right now. There there are still one and a halves out there. Uh, but that's where it's, that's where it was pretty much this whole two weeks was one and a half. Okay. Uh, so that that's where the, the spread stands. Now, it, it is a very curious spread. It's it's uh, it feels like a almost a pick'em basically. Um, but no one's wanted to go right out and say, yeah, Chiefs favorite, uh, even though they're the defending <laughs> champions. So so I so if I had taken the Niners, you would have been more upset if I because then I would have taken your pick. I got it as a one score game. I don't I don't have a blowout. I don't so you see could, the, you know, Okay. So you could I, have I got easily the taken the other side is what you're saying. Right. I, I respect the Chiefs and what they've done. I, I still can't believe they're here well, with that uh, talent level. Um, and yeah. it's, it's uh, all credit and praise to, to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and uh, doing what they have to do to, to win these games. They they did it. They They absolutely have done it, and I respect it, and I admire it. Um, I guess I'm going with a little bit of a narrative uh, because, uh, like I said, this is uh, Kyle Shanahan's uh, sort of third shot at it. It's second with the Niners, but third yeah. when you count that the the, the Falcons experience. Um, and I think it's time. I, I think he he knows it's time, and I, I'm sure he's feeling that 
if I don't now, it, it, it might not happen again. So, I, I would have been more likely to take the Niners if they had not limped through the way they limped through. And now, now expecting them to turn that around against a team that is not going to beat itself is was, was that was just too much for me. Um, you know, I after watching. Yeah, that that that. So I was on. I mean, I I I told you oh, I'm going to have the the Chiefs all along. I still had to see that Lions game, right? And I did not like what I saw from San Francisco. And even them winning, they did not deserve to win that game. They won, but that was was that the the Niners the, the Lions lost that game. <laughs> Lions gonna lion. Lions gonna lion. Lions completely lost that game. Um. And and I just I saw enough. I, I I saw things from the Niners' defense. I don't know. Maybe it's just it's a long season. They're getting tired. Green Bay ran all over them. The Lions pushed them around. I'm just, this is not not what I expected to see um, from the Niners' defense. You know, I thought they were going to blow the doors off the Packers. They should have blown the doors off of the Lions. And it, it took them way longer than it should have to, to take control of that game. And that wasn't because they took control. Uh, the Lions let them take control. Lions mm-hmm. gave them the control of that game. And I just haven't been impressed with them. I did not think Brock Purdy played well at all in either one of those games. They, they give him the credit for the, the game-winning drive. But <laughs> up until that point, you were not the guy. No, but it, he did not play well. Uh, but you do have to give you know you, you give them the blame, but you do have to give them the credit for turning it around and figuring out how to win those games. Yeah, and, and he just t- tucking it down and running. That, that that was what he learned. I'm just not going to throw it. I'm just going to run. I'm not going to throw this away. I'm not going to bounce it off a defender's helmet again. I'm just going to yeah. keep it. Uh, hey, smart by him. Smartest and and, of the and week if I'm him. Andy Reid, I am going to make sure on one of the first or second plays of the game where the Chiefs have the ball. First down, second down. I want Patrick Mahomes to just air one out, right? He he needs to just. I don't care who it is to. If it's MVS, if it's Sky Moore, if it's somebody, just send somebody on a go route and just let him chuck something deep because the 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 Chiefs need to show that they're capable of stretching the defense at all. And, and getting somebody who's not Rishi Rice or Travis Kelsey a look early, just just for fun, just just to, you know, give him a look, give it a chance, because I don't think the Niners will be expecting that at all. Right. I see. I, you know, I see that strategy. I understand that, and I think that's when Nick Bosa. Play. That's when Nick Bosa and, and Chase Young need to go. Okay, you want to do that? Let me get back here and touch Mister right. Mahomes and let him know that we're around. Yeah. No, it'll it'll be it'll be play action. It, it'll it'll be something, you know. To it'll it'll be a run look, and and they'll and they'll form into that because yeah, you, you don't want to put Patrick Mahomes in a spot to get himself uh, battered to a pulp either. No. So. It's a, it's going to be a fun game. I think it's going to be close. You know, good luck to us both. Uh, we'll see. I hope, hope I can break the streak, or I can uh, claim the geniusness. Either way. Like I said, I can't lose tomorrow. I don't know how fantastic of a TV show it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be. Um, yeah, it might not be a great game. Right. It might not be uh, thrilling to the eye, but I think it's going to be a fabulous football game. You know, football. Yeah. 
It'll be theater. For I mean, for us. I, I think, yeah, I think it'll be exciting for us to watch more. I don't think it's going to be a 41-30. Watch, that's what it's going to no. be. Um, <laughs> you know, zero defense like the not, like uh, Eagles and Patriots, you know? Yeah, I, I remember that. I thought that was going to be yeah. very low scoring. And it wasn't oh, yeah, these two away. defenses. Yeah, there was zero uh-huh. defense played in that game, I think. Yep. Well... <laughs> The it Eagles might, won it might because well they made one defensive play, maybe two. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that, no, we 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 all see it the same way. Me, you, and Nas, we all think it's going to be sort of low scoring, and yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of us are under by our scores. You know, yes, yes, we are. Uh, going to be a lot more women watching than normal because they'll be waiting on the uh, the usher concert, as it's been called, uh, for the halftime show. I don't think they're going to be oh, very boy. excited by the football. Uh, so I'll just be waiting around for halftime. Um, I'll and, be, and, and then, and then if it's the Taylor Swift show on the mm-hmm. field after the game, uh, if they win. Yeah, you, you'll you know. be out. You, you you won't be watching that. Oh at yeah, all, we'll I'm be sure. driving. We'll, we'll, we're at a Super Bowl party, I think, tomorrow night. So by then, will be time to take the kids home because we're letting them stay up late. We always do for the Super Bowl. We let them stay up for the whole game. Yep. Um, so one one of the few school nights where we let them do that. Uh, we let them watch the Super Bowl. So. Great American holiday. It it is. It is. And I don't work Monday morning, which is nice. I don't work until the afternoon on Monday, so it's not going to affect me any. Okay. And we're recapping Wednesday night. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Valentine's week, so we got um Yeah, that's tough. that is Valentine's Day. That's tough. So that's why Tuesday isn't an option for me cuz that's when we're doing our Valentine's dinner. That's also that's also when my wife and I are doing ours. Okay, so then Wednesday being Valentine's Day, we're not going out Valentine's night because everybody's going to be out. Then on top of that, uh, I bowl. Now, if my wife would have said, you're not going bowling, we're going to dinner on Valentine's, I would have been, you know, got to right. do what you got to do. But I no, mean, she's... Could, yeah, I mean, we could do we could do a different night. We could do Thursday, we could do Friday. Yeah, I just don't want to do it too far after the Super Bowl because that's sort of... The, I don't want it to be two weeks from now. No, it won't be two weeks from now. Uh, but just those those are the two days you texted me, and I was like, yeah. okay, those are the two. I can't. That you know, I, I wasn't even thinking. And that's why I said Monday, and you, you said Monday's no good. Yeah, Monday I probably wouldn't be ready. Um, ah, right. Just to get your thoughts together and all the awards right. and everything. So yeah, I'm okay if you want to do like Thursday night or Friday night. I can, I can do anything. I'm 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 because to do it Wednesday night for me is the same as doing it Thursday night. It, it my work schedule is going to be the same no matter what. So okay. Well, yeah, Thursday definitely works better for me. Yeah, and I'm I'm good Thursday. It's going to have to be ten, but it will be Thursday. Oh, then. okay, that's fine. Well, I get home from work at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So when it's a nine o'clock show after I work, that does, I get home, I try to eat dinner. It just doesn't give me a whole lot of to get my thoughts together. Right. Everything, you know, yeah. So I'll make sure I have the awards done during the week because that'll be most of those will slot themselves in as we're watching the game, anyways. Um, yeah. But yeah, even for championship round, we had overlap, but very no, no kumbaya in the categories. We were in we were in we, the we, vicinity. We had the we exact same observations about things, and we just all slotted them into different spots between well, the well, dumbest and the worst have, and the letdown. We, we did both have Lamar passing to himself for Danielle. Correct, as it deserved. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah, I'm okay. Thursday night works perfectly fine too. Okay. Okay, we'll we'll do that. And that's February 15th. Is that, is that pitchers and catchers report? <laughs> I believe it is. I mean, oh, my God. 
We're almost that, into baseball. That time already. Man. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to baseball like fantasy podcasts for the first. This is the first off season where I have religiously stayed on top of everything. You know, and they go through rankings and they go through all the moves. I have really been good about trying to stay on top. We lost a team in our league, so playing with ten versus playing with eleven is a huge difference. Um, yes, which could cause some, you know. I'm sure uh, we'll have, we'll, you know, when I start sending you who I'm planning on keeping, it might cause some some differences of opinion. So I'm interested to see what you think about those things. But it's going to be fun. I always enjoy uh, getting into baseball and, and and fantasy and the draft and Oscars. Oscars coming up soon. I, I have no idea. Yeah, before we get to uh, our baseball show, we'll definitely uh, be doing the Oscars preview show. I just looked up when the Oscars is, and it's, thankfully it's not like the very next week. Because last year we had to do the Oscars like literally the week after it the was, Super Bowl. Yeah, we were we did like three shows in a week. <laughs> right. Between uh, so no, Super Bowl recap, Oscar. Yeah, it felt it was like very compressed. No, it won't be that. The Oscars are Sunday, March tenth this year. So oh, got perfect. time for that. I'm I'm off that whole weekend, so. Oh, excellent. So we can do our uh, show that night on the ninth. I'm guessing. Um, if we're, we're, if we're whenever, all available. Whenever, whenever, uh, me, you, and and Dave, the movie expert, are around to do that. So whatever works best for all three of us, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty open. <laughs> well, just last year we had to do it uh, extra early. We had to do it a week early because I was going to Columbia. So. Oh, but not um, this time. Not this time. No, uh, no, no trips for me until uh, Jamaica in August. Oh wow! Okay. And I'm sure you'll have a great time, despite everything <laughs> you say about it. I'm already dreading the heat. I'm going to be complaining Humidity. about the the heat and the sweat and and all of that. Yeah. But it'll be a, it'll be a wonderful time, despite. It'll that. be a great time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> of course. You, you know how I operate by now. Uh, so you're at a Super Bowl party, so you uh, so yeah, not just, home uh, doing the, doing the snacks and all that. We're going to the friends. We're going to a friend's house and doing the snacks and all that. So yeah, that's perfect. That's the best way to do it. You don't have to clean shit. That's up. what we did for the. It, it, it's will be the same place that we were for the Niners uh, Packers playoff game. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, just going over to a friend's, you know, have a few drinks and snacks and watch the game and have some fun and, you know, it's something that should be watched in a group. Um, I like that. I I like the, I like the group atmosphere of watching the Super Bowl. I, I'm so allergic to ignorance. At least you're entertained. Okay. Yeah, there is that. Uh, but I'm just so I, I, stupid. People make me itch, man. I can't because you get the bigger a group is, the more likely you got a complete moron who's got something to say. Uh, about it. And like, no, not you. No, not the not not the folk, not the people that we're watching the game with. It, it's not very. Okay. It's not a football illiterate group. I, I that okay. I would be annoyed by. Yeah, that that's the thing with groups for me. It's just. Doesn't doesn't take that many of those. What's happening there? Why did they do that? Oh God. No, fortunately, uh, well, it, 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 the Packers aren't playing, so it'll be a little more <laughs> even, I yeah. think, you know. Um, 
I mean, everybody will have their rooting interest. I, I'm assuming everybody's going to be rooting against the Chiefs. Even the people who picked them, like me, are going to be rooting against them. Um, it, I'm, I'm, I am going to hate watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the, the league loves you for it because they're all making millions of dollars off of the hate watching. Yeah. Yeah, you would have thought it was a tough choice for me, but I did paint myself into a corner. And I meant what I said when I said if the Niners, I mean, if the Chiefs get through the Ravens, that's it. Nobody's beating them. And I got to back it up. You backed it up. You are a man of your word. Yes. If it costs me the season, no, well, whatever. It's just another one. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing we have on the line is, is the uh... – right to choose the theme song for the show, which is just something I'd made up to put something on the yeah, line. Which, I'm, which I'd like to do. I mean, I, you know, like I said, we still we both finished the season over 500, right? So we, we that's always a positive thing. We were very close. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the fact that I came back from being way behind to have a oh, really yeah. nice second half. So I had a great second half of the season. Um, neither one of us have really torn it up in the playoffs here so far, right. but uh, we kind of muddled through. You know, what'd you say? Seven for me, six for you. That's it, it, not great. Right. No, it's not uh, great. Yeah, it would be what a seven and five so far, and six and six for you. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. That, that, yeah. That's kind of you know in line yeah. with our season. Five hundred. Five hundred. Yeah, it's right, right down right the middle, there. Daddy. Yeah, and uh, if uh, you win tomorrow, we'll, we'll put sevens up for both of us for the playoffs. So, yeah, right back where we started. So, it, yeah, well, I mean, it's been a fun year. I'll, I'll say that. It's been a very competitive year for a season that well, by, I don't know, week eight or week nine for me, I thought was spiraling out of control. Uh, you got back from your vacation, and, and you, you righted the ship. So good yeah. for you. What, was I 20? Did you say I was 20 games under 500? Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was At something point, like that. To Let's come back see. to five hundred, I'll take it. Uh, Forty-two and sixty-two after week seven. That would be you. Oh. <laughs> that's that's like the Mariotti line, man. <laughs> it's, it's it's close. It's closer than you want to be to the to the Mariotti line. Yes, four oh four at that point. Twenty games under five hundred to so yeah. So it means I for the from that point through the end of the year, I was twenty games over five hundred. Very impressive. I will take it. So even if I lose tomorrow, I'm still proud of the season I had. Managing, doing this, having kids, you know, all the stuff <laughs> I do. to, And I do not put anywhere near the amount of effort, or I won't say effort, stats and breakdown, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I scaled back a little bit of mine. You, you didn't hear yeah. You didn't hear nearly as much uh, pro football focus numbers this no. year for me as, as in the past. That's why you should um, be scared. I threw out I threw out a stat when I gave you those the turnover worthy throw stat. Mm, well. was a le- that that was a legit one. No, um, you know what I think has really helped has been doing the awards every week. Yeah, because it still forces you even in weeks where you maybe didn't pay the most attention. It still forces you to pay attention and go back and. Mm-hmm mine things and find things because there were plenty of weeks where I didn't even get there was that four week stretch where I didn't watch any football but I still had to go back through watch the highlights find the stuff sound informed you know give awards read the news and and keep on top of stuff where in seasons past we weren't really doing that we were just breaking it down 
And I, I think just having the, uh, the the structure that we have now with given the awards, which I really like um, as we go through the year, because there's just so many bizarre things, um, you know, and especially the way I have all mine saved. I mean, I go back right now and tell you, you know, oh, here are my week four awards, you know. <laughs> I only have one week that's blank, and I think that's the week I was in Florida where there was right. no show. But it's been fun. I, 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 I definitely, uh, I always have fun with this. Yeah, I definitely always have fun with it too. The awards does give a, a bit of structure, a bit more structure to things, um, and that's good because we were, uh, like I said, we were kind of wandering around every show, uh, doing a recap and just going from spot to spot with no real direction to it. Um, so this makes it, you know, a little tighter. Um, you know, we're, we're still going over times uh, as far as the show goes. But that's okay. We, that'll we always, still that'll never change. That, right. We will always be rambling because that's just who we are. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do like the format as well. And, and I try to get a little better every year. That, that's pretty much my goal. Right. And we get one more show after this to recap the Super Bowl, and then it's Kings of Non Sequitur time. That's right. Probably, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we'll have another show before the Oscars because that's, it's not, you know, the very next week after, but it's uh, not that far away. So I don't know yeah, if there's anything no, in usually... February. Yeah, plus after the Super Bowl recap, we usually take a little break. Right. Just I would say that's probably to... the longest break of the season that we take is, you know, last year obviously we didn't, but then we did the we did the Oscars show right away, and then we took a break up until uh, middle of baseball, middle of spring training. So we did mm-hmm. still take that break. So it's, it's nice to get that three, four-week break just to, yeah, season's over. Get it out of the system. You know, we'll have that show on March 10th, and then I'm guessing we're primed for a show then for a baseball preview. Right. Um, Which is like two and a half weeks uh, after that. Right. WrestleMania is usually the first uh, Saturday, Sunday in April. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's, right. that's, uh, that's that's the off-season uh, schedule, you know, but with a yeah. thumbnail we, schedule. We, we, yeah, it's funny because we have all that we have you know, March Badness. Don't forget that. Um, so we skipped March Badness last year. Uh, I was out of we? the country. Yeah, because I was out of the country. Oh, okay. And I, you know, didn't know if I was going to be able to get back in time to do a bracket. And uh, you, you right. just were like, I'm, I'm not even going to bother because you were basically saying you were doing a bracket just because I was asking for it anyway. I, yeah, for, I mean, I legitimately don't watch. I legitimately yeah. watch no college basketball, which makes it funny that. I beat you in these. Usually races. you beat me. <laughs> right. And which is just so funny. You think about like, you've just been beating the crap out of me these last eight, nine years now for football. And then we get to March badness and I'm beating you more often than I lose. And your brackets are better than mine. I'm sitting here with right. all these notes of all these games that I watch. <laughs> I'm like, how does that happen? <laughs> I just speak. So we yeah, can do got... March badness again. That's fine. Oh yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, Oh my God. Who was that? Who was that that I had in the sweet 16? That one was that UIC? Oh God! Or Loyola? Was it Loyola? It was yeah. It was Loyola. Loyola running that stupid little under the basket screen, <laughs> you know, and nobody could stop it. And I yep. and you're like, yeah, I had him in the Sweet Sixteen. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, that dumbass Princeton screen stuff. I mean, that's, yeah. that's gonna get beat. No way. They're, yeah. yeah, they're not gonna make they a got run. All the way and, to what the Elite Eight? Yeah, they made a run. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just the weird stuff, you know, or. Yeah, I, I I actually don't hate it. 
but I, okay. I, I mean, I'm okay either way. If you want to do a show, I mean, you're definitely showing off the geniusness in the show more than I am, and somehow still going to lose the picks to me. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll do it. It's, it's entertaining, I guess, to hear me break down all this stuff, and then you just uh, just because. Yeah, you know, these guys shoot a lot of threes. I think they're going to win. <laughs> So yeah, we'll we'll throw that back in in the, in the mix. Right, which is so um, funny that the, I am so much more because I don't watch college basketball. I am so much more. It's the opposite of my football. Where on football, I'm picking more on feel and narrative and and hunches, and then for basketball, I'm just pure stats because that's all I have to look at. Hmm. Right, yeah, college apparently- basketball. Really, it's just me going through the stats and looking through each of the matchups, and then I'm building the bracket. And it's nice because a lot of the brackets that you build online will then tailor the stats to each matchup as you progress right. through the bracket. And then I'm like, okay, well, I can see where this is where this team is going to fall apart. And, and it's really like you're just constructing. And I don't do the 80 brackets, you know. <laughs> I make one bracket. Yes, that's exactly how I do it. We we are, we are sticklers to the one bracket. Yeah. Now. Uh, with that all said, when we're done with this, I'm going to go on DraftKings and put 20 lineups together <laughs> for the Super Bowl. Because that's for money. That's different. Right. That's different. That, that's really interesting when you talk about one game. Like, how many different lineups could you – like? I, I, A lot. We, and we know – well, yeah. And we know whoever wins is going to have completely off-the-wall guys in their lineup. It's just a matter of – how do you know which one? Right, but there's also a chance that who like if you're in the the million dollar one, which is yep. usually big money, it's like at least a twenty dollar minimum lineup for the million dollar one. There's a chance that you know if there's I think the million dollar for DraftKings has almost a half a million players in it, mm-hmm. so they're all doing one game. Do you know how hard it is? If to you're have gonna a have lineup one that no one else solo has, yeah. lineup, and it does it yeah. happens all the time. It but does. it also happened that the top lineup chops up 20 ways sure so or or more than that when you have a half a million lineup no there's there's definitely a chance that all of a sudden i'm playing richie james in the captain spot and <laughs> you know I, and, and, no, and I, how do yeah. you know which of these random dudes yeah. like, uh, kyle you oh, and i'm, I'm playing the how angle you know? that i'm playing the angle that uh brock purdy's gonna get hurt Oh gosh! You know, well, so so whoever his backup is, I forget who it is. Sam Darnold is Sam gonna, Darnold. Yeah, so I'm gonna have a Sam Darnold lineup, and <laughs> that is insane. Of course, it's insane. But you know what? <laughs> I guarantee you, there are people, especially degenerates. Mm. I am not going to have any Sam Darnold lineups tomorrow, but there are going to be people who do. I. There are going okay. to be people who have Elijah Mitchell lineups because they expect Christian McCaffrey's gonna get hurt, you know? Yeah. They're going to have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire line. You can play those angles in, in showdown lineups. That's the time to do it. I, I guess. You know? Uh, I will not be doing that tomorrow. <laughs> no. I, I already said, but I uh, I got some, some money are, on the uh, McCaffrey for MVP. On, you are heavy on McCaffrey. I, I duly noted you are heavy on CMC. He could be the MVP and they could lose. <laughs> uh, they should use him that way. I'll just say that. Yeah, they, no, they should, I think that is. They should not it, lose by using Brock Purdy too much. They should lose by using Christian McCaffrey too much. No, they, I think that is the Niners' main pathway to winning the game is yeah. going through 
Christian McCaffrey. I think if that is not going through Christian McCaffrey, I think because that game script has gotten completely away from the Niners, and that's a Chiefs defense dominating game. Um, yeah, that, that would be hey, trouble. Some, that would be yeah, that would be really bad. They need to feed him and, and Debo uh, a lot of a lot of quick throws. Uh, I think that means that Kittle probably ends up blocking a lot more. Um, that's that's fine. He's a great blocker. You, use he him. is. He is. But I don't think he's showing up major in the stats because again, if you're throwing the ball to Kittle, it's because you're in throw mode. Means you're probably losing. And they they, they need uh, if they need to use uh, Debo and Ayuk in jet sweeps and get them the ball out of the backfield yeah. and do that too. That's fine. You mean too. like they did in the first Super Bowl against the Chiefs and then they got away from it? Uh, and he yeah. just completely ghosted in the second half of that game. Oh wait. That was uh, again, Shanahan, wasn't it? Again, Mahomes can't go to Tyreek Hill and go, I got the fastest player. I'm just going to beat you oh, with this guy. He can't do that. I'm just going to throw the ball 60 yards <laughs> to a spot and expect Tyreek Hill to be there. And it worked. It worked. Great game plan. Can't do it this time. Can't do it. No. And I had the Niners in that one. I wanted the Niners. I th- and I was completely convinced that the Niners were the better team. And and then the fourth quarter. Boy, they happened. were for for fifty two minutes. Twenty one to nothing in the fourth. Yeah. Well, as yeah. the Chiefs proved last year, don't go up early on them either. They got you right where they want them at that. Point. That's what I mean. That's why this. I love the angles on this game. I I don't see this going upside down for either team. I don't think this is going to go, you know, uh, Denver, Carolina, or uh, oh god, <laughs> Seattle, Denver. Well, if they if they snap the it ball could. over Purdy's head to, to open the game, then we know they're in trouble. <laughs> or if they strip sack Purdy and he just kind of stands there and watches the ball rolling around <laughs> on the ground. Cam Newton. Oh, Cam. Oh, Cam. Yeah. Uh, some, but All right. it's the Super Bowl, which means somebody's making the big mistake. Something goofy is going to happen that nobody could have possibly seen. Right. Something goofy is going to happen. We'll have some ref shenanigans. I mean... That's the stuff that we can't account for. So I'll uh, I'll let you go. I'm gonna go and make my uh, lineups for tomorrow since I'm getting up early and heading out of town. So that time was normally been spent doing that. And then uh, yeah, best of luck to us both. Uh, Niners by two. That's what I'm rooting for. <laughs> All right, best of luck to you. Because if the Niners win by one or two, you know I get to claim oh, double geniusness. Double geniusness. Now I need them to win by three, just because you, you keep harping on that. <laughs> so I can now only I have just, half geniusness. Now I need them to, to give you the most pain possible, which is winning by a field goal. Well, it wouldn't give me a ton of pain, because I'd, I'd still get to say that I had them, you know, before the season even started. But you'd be so close, just a missed extra point away or something like that. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, enjoy the uh, great American holiday tomorrow. All right, you too. We uh, will plan to be back to recap the Super Duper Bowl Thursday night, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern, to look back on what is going to be the great Purdy Redemption Mr. Irrelevant uh, Bowl or the uh, great Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift love story proposal in the middle of the field bowl. We'll see which way it turns out. He is Jay. I am Dre for Najin Atlanta. This has been... In much less detail, the podcast. Thank you all for listening and enjoy your 
Super Bowl tomorrow, your American holiday, your wings and your nachos and all that good stuff. And we will be back Thursday night, 10 p.m. Central, to recap the festivities. Everybody enjoy.